0: As we uh, make our way back to our seats, I just want to extend a welcome. Welcome to Fifth Avenue Baptist Church, and those who may be online watching, we want to extend a welcome to you as well. Uh, This Sunday, we have a great gift. We have a gift of uh, the youth leading our service uh, today. Um, We get to hear some testimonies from some of the youth as we um, continue during this Lenten season. Um, So... uh, just just be open to what the presence of the Lord has for you today as the students, as the Lord uses the students to speak through the students. Amen? Amen. Amen. Please join me in the call to worship. Oh God, you always listen to your children's voices. you also call us to be quiet and to listen to you. Stand in awe and silent reverence. Let us listen to you fully this day.
1: Good morning, boys and girls. How are you today? Good. It's good to see you. Come on down. Reverend Alicia is away this week at a church where I guess when she was just a little bit younger than you, Abigail, she was um, serving as a pastoral intern at this church in Washington, D.C., and they're having a big anniversary today, so she's there helping them celebrate, and our son's Thomas... And Davis are there, too. So it's just me and Luke this weekend, by the way. So things are going okay so far, you think? We're good. All right, we're good. But on to uh, what we're celebrating right now, and that is we're going to bless Miss Abigail Hensley, who is getting ready to do something very special. She is getting ready uh, Wednesday, Thursday? Wednesday, she is going to get on an airplane and fly all the way to the Czech Republic. Now, uh, Abigail, can you show us where the Czech Republic is?
2: No, no, it's right here. You see it? Right beside Germany and Poland. So where are we? And we're right here, guys. Right here.
1: you have to fly
2: all the way to right here
1: so she is going to the Czech Republic and before um, she tells you what she's going to be doing there I thought it might be interesting for us to learn a little bit about the Czech Republic so Abigail would you tell us about the Czech Republic
2: so who likes sports well um, Czech boys and girls love sports too Um, but their favorite sports are hockey and floorball, which is kind of like hockey, but without the ice. Um, And they go to school just like you guys, Um, but they have lots of different teachers all throughout the day. They don't just have one. Um, And the weather is very similar, but it's also very, very, very cold there.
1: Abigail, tell us what you're going to be doing in the Czech Republic.
2: So um, I'm going to be hopefully loving people and serving people just like Jesus did. Um, And so as I love them and serve them, I get to share about um, the love that Jesus has for every single one of us and that he loved us so much um, that he didn't want to be separated from us. And so he sent Jesus um, to live and to die that we might know him, and that we might follow him. And so I hope to share the love of Jesus um, with my life, with my actions, but also with my words.
1: So Abigail is going to be what we call a missionary. She is going to another place in the world on the other side of the ocean, and by her life and by her service— And by her witness, she's going to tell people about Jesus, and we are very, very excited about that. Of course, we can do that right where we are, right? By the way we live, by the way we love others, by the way we uh, share the love of Jesus, we are helping people to come to know him. Now, in just a minute, I'm going to ask Abigail to tell us some things that she would like for each of us to pray for her. One thing that we can do to help her and to participate with her is to pray for her. So we're going to ask her to tell us how to do that. But before she does that, I'm going to put her on the spot because I didn't tell her I was going to do this. I'm interested in hearing just a word or two in the Czech language. Are you? Yeah? Because... The people in the Czech Republic speak a different language than English. So, uh, Abigail, just tell us, and she's just learning this, so tell us, give us a sample of what you might be hearing and speaking every day.
2: So, maybe we could learn the word for hello. Are we ready for this? So, the way that you say hello um, to your friends in the Czech Republic is you say, ahoy. Can you say that? Ahoy. One more time, really loud. Ahoy. There we go. Perfect. (laughs) And the way you say goodbye in Czech is also ahoy. (laughs) You learned two words in one. Yeah? Very good. Yeah, and you could also um, be praying for me because as I go to the Czech Republic, I'm moving to a new town. Um, And I know a few people, but, but not a lot. And sometimes um, it's really lonely and it's really sad when you are starting in a new city, in a new town. So you could be praying for me that I would find really good friends um, as I uh, live there. Um, And also that I would learn the Czech language really quickly um, so that I can uh, make friends even quicker.
1: Okay, hold on, Andrew. All right, here's what we're going to do. I want... Everybody very slowly and calmly to stand up. We you stand up, boys and girls? And then I want you, Abigail, if you would kind of make your way to the middle, all right? I want you to gather around. Everybody come in close. And then I want to invite anybody in the congregation, our youth, adults, if you've had a significant... Uh, all of us have had a significant role in Abigail's call. But if, if, if you would like to come and gather around as one of her supporters and prayer supporters, come on down. And then once we're all here, we're going to say a prayer of commissioning for Abigail. This is her commissioning moment to be uh, a missionary coming from our church to serve in the Czech Republic and share the love of Jesus. Now, boys and girls. Very calmly I emphasize that word calmly Put your hand Reach up your hand And put your hand On Abigail Don't push Don't push And yes You can touch the person in front of you If you can't reach Abigail Just put your hand on the person's shoulder In front of you Okay Everybody here If everybody would put those hands on shoulders In front of you I've Got a few more people coming down Let's pray. Gracious and loving God, we give you thanks for the call you have placed on Abigail's life. We thank you for the way in which you have prepared her to serve and to share the love of Jesus in the Czech Republic. We thank you for all of the countless ways you have worked in this room over Abigail's life and in all the rooms of this church and in all the relationships represented here to bring her to this moment. We are privileged to have been a part and to be a part of your work in her life and we are partners together as we pray and as we support her in the Czech Republic. And so now we pray for these last few days before she departs that you would bless her with the ability to get all the things done she needs to get done We pray for her safety as she travels. We pray that you would bring her great friendships. We pray that you would give her the ability to learn the Czech language and to learn it well. And then we pray, Lord, that you would settle her into the rhythm and the routine and the context in which you will bring others to faith in Jesus through her. Bless her and keep her as we commission her this day, O God. For we ask these things in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, boys and girls. And we can all return to our seats. And boys and girls, you can go with your leaders. As the children are departing, and as we're returning to our seats, following the service, there's going to be a very um, wonderful uh Reception for Abigail, very low-key, where she will be in the Fellowship Hall, and you're invited simply to come and to speak words of blessings to her briefly. Uh, We are supporting Abigail financially as a church, through our budget, through our missions commission. Many of you as individuals are supporting her financially. Uh, This gives her an opportunity to say thank you to you, uh, but also further opportunity for us to bless her. Now, having offered this prayer uh, today, we are also making a commitment to pray for her in an ongoing way. So will you do that? Will you continue to pray for Abigail uh, as she departs on Wednesday and then as she begins uh, her ministry in the Czech Republic? It's a privilege for us to be with her and to be a part of what God is doing in her and through her.
0: and you want to see-
3: Every time I face the waves, I don't want to be afraid, I don't want to be afraid, I don't want to fear the storm just because I I'm not gonna be afraid, cause these waves are only waves. I'm not gonna be afraid, I'm not gonna be afraid, I'm not gonna fear the storm, you are greater than its roar. I'm not gonna So
0: Please bow your heads and join me in a time of prayer. Father, help your children. Do not let them fall by the side of the road. Teach them to love one another, and that heaven might find a place in our hearts. We know that Jesus is love, and that he will not let us down. We know that he is ours forever in our hearts. We know that we have got to walk on through temptations, but his love and his wisdom will be our helping hand. We know the truth, and his words will be our salvation. May we lift up our hearts to be thankful and glad. Amen.
4: There's a reason why the curse of sin is broken. There's a reason why the darkness runs from light. There's a reason why we stand here now forgiven, Jesus is alive. There's a reason why we are taken there's a reason why we sing on through the night there's a reason
5: you
6: you guys stand with me the, uh, for the reading of God's Word? We're going to be reading from Luke 9, uh, verses 28 through 36, if you'll read along with me in your Bibles. About eight days after this conversation, he took along Peter, John, and James and went up on the mountaintop to pray. As he was praying, the appearance of his face changed, and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly, two men were talking with him Moses and Elijah. They appeared in glory and were speaking of his departure, which he was about to accomplish in Jerusalem. Peter and those with him were in a deep sleep, and when they became fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men who were standing with him. As the two men were departing from him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us set up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Not knowing what he was saying, while he was saying this, a cloud appeared and overshadowed them. They became afraid as they entered the cloud. Then a voice came from the cloud saying, This is my son, the chosen one. Listen to him. After the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. They kept silent and at that time told no one what they had seen. Would you guys pray with me? Uh, Father, thank you so much just for the opportunity to be in your presence. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you that you woke us up this morning. Uh, I pray for Jensen and Trevor and Kelly. Lord, I pray that you would go before them, Lord, I pray that you would calm their nerves. Uh, Father, I pray that you would speak through them to us, Lord. Uh, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would um, teach us, Lord, uh, more about your son, um, Lord, and that we would just be open and receptive to what you have to say to us this morning. We love you, and we praise you, and we ask all this in Jesus' name, amen.
7: Look, Mom, I'm doing it. Good morning. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Jensen. Um, so when I was in seventh grade, my parents told me we were moving back to West Virginia from Massachusetts. I pretended to be okay with it because my brother and sister were infuriated and I felt like my parents didn't need that much pressure on them. So I had lived there before, so how scary could it be? I lived there my whole life. I I knew it. but. Being ang- the anxious person I am, I could not focus on anything but every possible uncertainty that went with moving again. What if we didn't live in the same school district? What if all of my old friends changed? What if no one liked me? That summer, we moved into another new house in a new school district, and all of my old friends went to the other school. Basically, all of my greatest fears had come true. I had my own room, My bed frame hadn't arrived yet. For the first three months, I slept on a mattress on the floor. I dedicated all of my nervous energy to redecorating my new room. My mom gave me an old radio that I would listen to when I went to sleep. I decided to listen to K-Love every night because that was the only station that had songs that I actually knew. The closer school got, the less I would sleep. I had added new things for myself to worry about. I diagnosed myself with every possible disease because that was easier than focusing on something that was real. One night in particular, I remember waking up in the middle of the night. The radio was playing. I can't remember what the song was, but I remember sitting on the mattress in the middle of my room and crying. But I wasn't sad. The words of the song made me feel completely at peace. I could feel God's God's arms around me and him telling me to let go of my uncertainty and my fear. He told me that my life was his and he was going to tell a beautiful story with it. I remember being completely unafraid in that moment. Every concern with moving and every possible disease that I thought I was dying from didn't scare me anymore. As Hannah read, Luke 9.35 says, a voice came from the clouds saying, This is my son, whom I have chosen. Listen to him. This was what God came out of the stillness to say to us. Whenever we take time to pause and listen and let God speak, he has the opportunity to make sure we know that sometimes we need to let go and listen to his son. Being like 13 years old, I didn't know that that was exactly what I had needed to hear and I'm not even sure that I knew that that was what I was hearing. But I was at peace and in stillness with myself and with God. At that moment, every fear and worry had gone away. Of course, this one moment of stillness didn't fix all of my anxieties and fears for the rest of my life. I wish it had, that'd be really convenient. Instead, I continued to let anxieties and. constantly interfere with me in hearing God's voice. I become so obsessed with what is out of my own control, what is not going to my perception of what is good and right for my life, that I forget to be quiet and watch God and listen to the life God is making for me. Obviously, school has gotten harder and life has gotten more confusing since I was 13. (laughs) Suddenly, I have to make big adult decisions and maintain serious relationships with my friends and my family and the people around me. Suddenly, as my mother has said, I have the maturity of a 12-year-old boy, so obviously this is not something that goes well for me. I get distracted by the idea of my perfect life, and I think that it's perfect and achievable without any help from anyone, especially the God who created me. Then I step back and look at the mess I've made. And I have to remember to look to God and know that he knows my life better than I do. I have to listen to the son and let him work through me instead of trying to navigate this life all by myself. After all, God has known the ways of the world far longer than I have. So who am I to think I can get through on my own vices? This is a great human flaw. We see what we think is ideal and believe that we can achieve it by ourselves. We look at the lives of other people and what they have done for themselves and think that what we need and what we can get, we can do without any regard for the perfect plan that God has for us. It's perfect and we think we can achieve it by ourselves. But a moment of stillness, willingness to listen, letting go of every worldly thing and idea that we have and letting ourselves remember that our God is perfection. His son is perfection and his plan for us is perfection. Let's us be still and redirect our mindset, our mindset to what is good and holy and perfect in the eyes of God and not in the eyes of our world. Amen.
8: Good morning. And you take time into it, you will eventually, you like the benefit of it, from it. So, let's continue. His next question he asked me was this Describe a time where God was telling you to be still and listen to him. So, for the past few years, I've been deciding what made you going for college because, you know, there's so many choices we have. and, you know, But I knew it would either be a science, math, technical, or engineering field based on the subjects I've done well in high school and enjoyed at high school as well. But, like I said, So I picked the first Engineering because that was a degree I knew I could get a wedding tag tech, and that would make my parents really proud. Um, so, <laughs> And they also made a really good side too, so I that. <laughs> but then, after the time, I had more and more people asking me the same question, what's I said, do? I've oh, you know what your future plan is. And I said this, well, I'm going to go to tag tech, or marry my sister. Studying go mechanical engineering. I'd been sort of wondering, should I really go into mechanical engineering, and why? Then, when he did the answer, This is the career choice I'm going to make. So I changed my major that week, and there's that. that. So after being asked by Vaughn this question, i noticed that God places people in your path to get your information and knowledge from the future, even though it might be your parents. <laughs> but, but we've got to be able to listen up to other people because to me, my parents to me are like God. You know, They give me good advice. They help me throughout my life, and it's like, you know, without them, I wouldn't be here, I wouldn't be in this church, you know, speaking to you guys today. So, there's that question. Next question he asks, what things in your life have caused you to be distracted from hearing God's voice? Well, so for the past four years, I've been in marching band. Um, currently at the High School, we are the seven-time state band champions, and we are currently, are still known as the best band in the land but there is a lot of a lot of work you have to do in order to be the best band in the land, and that is put into a lot of practices, winning competitions, and for me, I thought at first it would be easy to balance you know, band and church, but then I learned really quickly it's not that easy, because while going to band competitions and all that, we usually didn't get home till like midnight or so, so there was no way, I mean, I thought this way, that I wanted to rest on Sunday, so there, I wasn't able to go to church, and I feel like, You know bands a good thing to be i'm not saying it's bad but you know you got to think about the pros and cons because high school has a lot of those if you do any athletics or anything there's the pros and you have the cons so but also and for me i'm kind of the guy like who has a list like every day i got all planned out and i just like striking things out but you know that can also get you distracted as well because eventually you might get so deep into it that you forget like oh I'm supposed to read the Bible today or, you know, pray because you're so focused on that list mentality, it's like, whoa. So the last thing I'm gonna say for you guys today is what is one thing you want everyone to remember from your experience with being still and listening to God's voice? Like I said before, listen and learn from others because like I'm gonna say it again, even though it sounds like a broken record, um, your parents could be your best guidance like or advice people because they've been here more than you have and I know that there's a lot of old people in here that, even though it doesn't apply, but you know, you have people in your life that help you get advice every day. And for me, it's my parents and most of my friends as well. So um, you know what people say? Thank you.
9: Good morning. Response. Um, When Vaughn asked me to speak today, I was incredibly elated and very excited because um, through my time in this youth group, I've had many youth Sundays and looked forward for that that big senior year where I got to speak. But then he told me the title of what I had to talk about: "Walking in the Way of the Cross." Be still, and if anyone knows me, that ain't me. (laughs) Being still is not necessarily my strongest suit, but I learned a lot about it as I started writing this sermon-ish type thing. So what does it mean to be still before God? And for me, being still before God meant to find those elements of peace in our daily lives. Being still is the action of taking a break from all those distractions that fill our busy lifestyles. It's an act where we find ourselves in our most focused state as we meditate and pray to God. Being still before God is where we find our clarity and peace of mind, heart, body, and spirit. I thought about locations and places where I felt still before God. And of course, one came most apparent that has really helped me in my spiritual journey is that I always find a major moment of peace and stillness at Camp Cowan in the Vespers area. Many of you know what I'm talking about. And there's just something about that place that allows my mind to go completely still and hear nothing but what God wants me to hear. But besides the physical location and places, Another time i found him telling me to listen to him has been ever apparent in my recent years of high school. I find that throughout my incredibly stressful journey of trying to pick a college, I've relied very, very, very heavily on the almighty power of prayer. And I've found through this confusing time that the best thing to do is find those peaceful and still moments and trust fully in God. God has been with me through this journey as I apply to different schools and wait in anticipation and fear of those acceptances, deferrals, and hopeful scholarships. But God has also, in this time, just told me to trust and be patient. Which again, if you know me, patience is not one of the fruits of the spirits I have in abundance, but again, I'm working on it. And through this trial, I patiently wait in my peaceful mind and stillness. There are many different things that have caused me to not hear that peaceful mind and peace of heart and hear God's calling. Over my lifetime, I know my long and journey through 18 strong years, I know I'm young and haven't experienced that much yet, but it's still difficult. (coughs) For a lot of people, distractions from hearing God's calling and God's voice come from our jam-packed schedules. I'm always running around from place to place, constantly handling responsibilities and tasks that sometimes I feel that it's difficult to take moments to stop and reflect and give thanks to God. I find myself feeling like I can't waste any moments in brief segments of time. To find that peace and clarity, I so, so need. As I go along my day, I later find those moments of relief to take time and simply close my eyes and reflect on the blessings and pieces of my life at that point that are really testing me. I can find those moments in a few minutes on my drive home from school when I turn off my killer Spotify playlist or my office aid time or after school before dinner when I can find those moments to feel content. I'm no longer focused on rushing from the next place to place, but i found some aspect of clarity in the midst of my hectic schedule. Besides a busy schedule and our surroundings affecting um, our hearing and calling to God, I find it difficult to hear God's voice when, quite frankly, I think I'm not ready to hear it. I find that whenever, whenever I don't make the effort or show the want to hear from God, I simply will not. It's like when your parents, or for some of you, your spouse or your kids, tell you the correct way to do something, but you think your way is way better, so you ignore the instructions and do things your own way, just until you realize that as much as I, quite frankly, would hate to admit it, they were right. Look, Mom and Dad, I admitted you were right in front of our whole church and congregation. (laughs) And that, fortunately, I was wrong. We get in our own heads and believe that we know what we should do based on our own earthly knowledge instead of turning to God. It's our own human stubbornness that I've found has gotten in the way of my ability to hear God's voice. If you got anything from what I had to say today, I hope that it's this. A good saying that I heard a lot from adults at this church, and from many people, my spiritual walk, that God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. And although it may take time and patience, it's all worth the wait, and that it's especially important to find those peaceful moments where you can be still and find your clarity through God. Amen.
1: (laughs) So Kelly has reminded us that there are times when we don't want to hear from God. Why? Because we'd rather do things our way. And Trevor has reminded us that sometimes the voice of God giving direction, holding us accountable, pointing us in the right way, comes through the people that are closest to us, like our parents. And Jensen has invited us to remember similar times in our lives, like when she was just back in Huntington and late at night and experienced that still moment where the presence of God was so very, very real. Those times come to us all. We can't manufacture them. Instead, we are aware of them when they come. So thank you, Kelly and Jensen and Trevor, and thank you to all of our youth for leading us in worship today. We're going to have a hymn of commitment, I Surrender All, 596. And as we sing this hymn, Will You Surrender All as Best You Can through the power of the Holy Spirit, inspired and led by the example and the words of our youth, will we as a church and will we as individuals surrender all to Jesus? Let's do that. And as we sing, if there are those who are called in this moment to make a public commitment of faith, To profess faith in Jesus or as a follower of Jesus, to unite with a church through which the Spirit works to shape young people in beautiful ways as we have witnessed today, would you come and join us? And if you simply need to come forward and pray, the altar is open. Let's stand as we sing. Would you say thank you to our youth for their leadership today and all that they have done? Okay, so Trevor and Jensen and Kelly, you all come down with me and we're going to walk out together. Vaughn, you come up and I'm going to ask you to pray the benediction as uh, Trevor and Jensen and Kelly and I walk out. Uh, We'll be there for you to greet uh, personally and say thank you to our preachers today for the wonderful job that they did. And remember, uh, we get a chance to bless Abigail briefly. If you would. After you say thank you to our youth, go to the fellowship hall and speak your personal blessing to Abigail Hensley. Vaughan?
0: Let us pray. Blessed Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time, this opportunity, this moment that we can gather here in your house to praise your name. May our worship be blessing unto you, Lord. And as we depart from here, may we be filled up. May our cup overflow with your love and spill out into the cities and uh, the streets of Huntington. Lord, allow us to show your love and grace and mercy as we depart from here. Remind us to be still in every moment, to hear your ever-present voice. It's in your name that we pray these things. Amen.